Blog Talk Radio. Cheese on the Like we do almost each and every Wednesday at 9 o'clock Central. We're rocking today, June. What's today? The 19th. Going um, today's the 20th. You know, I'm almost a couple of always a couple of days off. Um, slow week of boxing. When, and when I say slow, there is a lot of fights going on this weekend, and we'll definitely discuss them. Um, but nothing too big, big as a name. Maybe this weekend boxing, Clarissa Shields. That's saying something. But there's been a lot of news, a lot of talk. What's Spence going to do? Is he about to fight a little guy? What the hell is going on over there on the other side? Are they going to send or sign the fucking contract? Fury, Bill, you talking noise? What, what What's going on here? Adrian Broner, talking retirement. Does he have the gun to his head? Again? Who knows? But we can... We got a little bit to talk about, you know. We got a little bit of boxing to talk about. Um, nothing really going on in sports at all. This is what I like to call nap season. This is when I usually, Saturdays, or when I get home, I'm feeling a little tired. I throw on some MLB, which low-key is my fa- My favorite sports growing up were baseball and boxing. Those are the things that I love to do. So I always got a little thing in my heart for baseball, so I always watch it, but it's boring as hell. My son's asking what the hell, what's going on in these sports. I tell him Astros playing. He don't want to hear it. I feel him. Uh, had some good wrestling, I think, last couple of weeks. Uh, you know, I sort of sort of get into that just when, when there's nothing else going on, but but now is the time where boxing can take over. Now is the time where boxing can become in full effect. We've got some fights, some pretty big fights before. Well, we've got, I guess the biggest fight we've got now is the, no, no, no. We've got uh, Badu Stevenson, right? I don't think that's that. Oh, yeah, it did happen. I'm tripping. We already got that. We've got the Garcia Easter Jr. fight 
Oh, that's a pretty good fight before the football season starts. But they need to get it in gear, man. This is the time where boxing should be taking over, and we're, we've got some a whole bunch of BS this week. But I guess we can't expect greatness every week. Um, so, you know, but as always, on Outsiders Boxing Podcast Midweek, I got to bring in my man, the main show, the Sunday show, the uh, wrap-up show, you know, from the Central Valley. Uh, I don't know if RC's been on these last couple of weeks on the on this show. I'm not sure. So he, he's making his comeback. Oh, no, I think he was on last week. I'm not sure. But uh, RC, man, what's popping out there? Is it still is it still cool? Or are y'all heating up out there in that Central Valley, California? Oh man, um, so far it's been a little bipolar. We had it. I think it was about eighty-one degrees to seventy-nine on Father's Day, and then the next day picking up to about one hundred two. So um, today was today was a solid ninety-nine, and um, it you know honestly it it don't even feel that bad. Um, I have a apartment complex where I'm at right now where I look in my backyard over the balcony and I see the old high school I used to play football at. So the heat really hit me hard at first, but now I just feel like it's some old days of, of, uh, hell days and, and, and summer camp and all that shit. So like, honestly, when it was 99 today, I felt like it was less than that, like an 88 or something like that. I didn't think it was that hot. Um, but definitely getting used to it as of right now. I'm more of a wintertime kind of person. I, I, I hate this, this sunshine out here when it gets a little ridiculous, especially being in uh, Southern California for about a week last week um, where I was basically used to 73 degrees the whole time. So I uh, got a little spoiled with that weather and just getting acclimated back to the San Joaquin Valley where it's, we valley tough out here because we get the hottest of hot summers, and we get, I wouldn't say the coldest of cold, because we, we don't get no snow or nothing like that, but we hit a, a, a solid 26 degrees on a, a cold winter night out here. So, um, you know, we acclimated well in both sides, whether it be hot or cold. When it's really hot, it's really hot. Um, I think the, hot this, the high this week will be 106 on Thursday. So, um yeah, I'm 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 ready for it, man. I, I like I said, I'm I'm used to it already. It only took a little bit to get me good uh and acclimated to the heat. So, um yeah, that's about it, man. And come on, Willis, hey, you know I'm here all the time, man. I was just uh hey, man. I went back home. I went back home last week. You know, um been playing in the snow for a couple years now, but you know, I had to go back to the old uh corona and and, and um having a little bit of extra salsa. Uh, and top of tea on my tacos, so um, you know it felt good. I feel like a, a, a man with a country now, and um, I don't want to uh, I don't want to beat a dead horse or nothing like that. But I'm always here, no matter what day it is. But when we out there, you know, we turn up a little bit, man. And, and um, I, I, I'd rather be here when I'm uh, focusing a hundred percent rather than to come on here like somebody that we know from the 843 
that comes on here talking a little crazy sometimes. No shade, no shade, but, you know, I I, I kind of uh, take this whole podcast and thing serious and want to have, a, you know, really um, point of emphasis on everything, uh, have bullet points from everything that we talk about, clear, level-headed, and, you know, um, just basically give the people what they uh, what what they're looking to listen for, and that's what we're talking about when it comes to boxing and everything like that. Because a lot of people have a lot of formulated opinions from stuff that they hear, and if we were just to regurgitate some of that stuff, uh, nobody want to hear that shit. So I think that's why me and you uh, we have such great reviews. If you people that are uh, listening to the show or new to the show. Uh, subscribe, rate, and review, and give us your honest opinion. But as from one of the ones that we have written on there, uh, we have a lot of positive feedback because me and you, we give a different flavor to a sport where you get a lot of um, you get a lot of stuff that gets, as I mentioned, regurgitated and all that, and recycled opinions basically. So, um, you know, it feels good, man. I'm out here just chilling, enjoying the uh, enjoying the day. I was uh, wondering what was going on with the show because I didn't get a text message from you or nothing like that. I seen Twitter pop up five minutes before the show started. I said, oh, shit. I was over here talking about Kawhi Leonard being a faker to Seattle Simes. And I said, hey, man, I got to cut it short. We got to get on this podcast and get this thing rolling. So um, I'm ready to rock and roll, man. I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm in the mood. It's time to podcast and Hey, man, we got to show the people why we the tag team podcasting champions of the world with the baddest stable in podcasting with everybody that joins along the group, JP, Smoke, Slime, Janelle, and everybody that rides along with us. I'm ready to go, man. For sure, for sure. Well, let's uh, piggyback. Let's piggyback off of, uh, uh, what was that, Monday show that we had. Uh, It ended with the humiliation of, Janelle and his hate for Terrence Crawford, but we'll we'll get to that. So we've got Janelle on the line, so I'm sure he'll bring up, you know, how he's riding the fence, oh. low key hating. We call Willa. that sneak dissing in the rap game. I did, hey, Willa, real quick, <laughs> real quick. I didn't want to sneak this or nothing like that, but uh, just to uh, kind of piggyback off what you said at first uh, about this being like a slow time of the year in sports, uh, with baseball taking over right now and and all that. But I heard you mention you were checking in on some wrestling. And if anybody follows me on social media, know that I, I'm i not the type of person that posts pictures of myself. I post pictures of all sports and jobs. And, uh, hey, man, I just, spit, I just spit out my uh, I just spit out my, my, my water. Did you say you don't post pictures of yourself? No, I don't. I post pictures of, uh, of all sports in <laughs> oh. general, but you know <laughs> – you know what? <laughs> that little Hispanic guy in in the weight room showing his uh, eight inch his eight inch pythons. I think those are called uh, rattlers. Those are pythons. Those eight inch rattlers. That's somebody else. Eight inch. Oh man! If I was to measure these bad boys right now, <laughs> it looks like and I'm it, not talking it about, like and I'm keep and I'm no homo, no homo when I say that. Hey, look, man. Most some people work out to get really big. And some people just 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 work out to look like they've been in a sword fight, just cuts everywhere. And I'm the second part of that. But nonetheless, this ain't about me. I just heard you say that you were getting in, or you have been checking out some wrestling. And um, I was just wondering because uh, I've been a wrestling fan all my life. But 
I'm more it's so interested into the women's wrestling, and I, I mean, I'm telling you right now, Will, on uh, uh, a little bit of what took over Sunday for me, along with Father's Day, was watching the WWE pay per view with main of, uh, with Money in the Bank and seeing a little snowflake called Alexa Bliss, which oof, oof, took over my Sunday, See, man. I can't, I can't, I can't front with you. See, I like my, I like my women a little bigger than that. You know, she, I, these, you know, that's a pretty woman. But I like these women these days. I don't think they compare to like Tori Wilson and, and chicks like that. I like, you know, I even like Flair's daughter. I think she even she don't got no ass though. She had ass. She would be she would be perfect. But oh yeah, I like when I say watching. Yeah, when I'm watching wrestling, I'm just sort of just peeping it, seeing what I can see. You know, I'm not really watching it hard. I just I've always been a fan, sort of sort of fell off for me. But, I, you know, I just, when there's nothing else going on, I find myself YouTube and stuff, just seeing what's going on and, and trying to keep up with what's going on. Really, and really low-key, I've been watching this crazy shit, that Lucha Underground, which is so corny, which is very, very oh, corny. Lucha, hey, Lucha but, Underground goes hard, been, <laughs> I like how they do that. But the wrestling goes hard. But the the, the whole, like, novellas type of deal that they got going on. It's sort yeah, of they do but. do it like that. They do it like a movie or a TV. Yeah, novellas yeah, like, like a TV a, script or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. It's I like the novella shit. First season, yeah. Like the first season or second season. I'm, I am I fell out after the second season just because. But, um, you know, for me, I'm, 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 I'm all in on the women's division of wrestling. So on Mondays and Tuesdays, I'm checking out Raw and SmackDown just for the women's division. And I and uh, I, I'm I'm glad you actually said she's a good-looking woman, Alexa Bliss, even though she's a little bit smaller. But that's probably the one of the females that you actually gave me credit for for actually looking like a female, for whatever reason. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, usually <laughs> the athletic chicks you like, they usually got they might have that shaved Adam's apple, man. But hey, let's let's talk boxing right now. Let's not talk about your. Uh, <laughs> we're not talking about what you're into, man. Take you back it off the last. <laughs> Uh, last uh, it was a week on Monday show. You know we were talking about Spence. We were talking about fights that are uh, that that could be made. We were talking Vargas. We were talking Khan. We were talking. I keep. I was trying to tell somebody. What's my man from Corpus Christi that I said I want to fight? I keep on forgetting his fucking name. Oh yeah, young you want, undefeated. Uh... Yes, I know away. you was you was talking you was talking about that guy. I was still wondering who that was because there was a guy that we could yeah we know, said his name on that first. We weren't talking we about Omar Figueroa, were we? Figueroa, there we go. Yeah, Figueroa. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. that's what Omar Figueroa. Okay. Yeah, that he's punk, from that, Corpus. That, that punk motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, your boy. Yeah, so we will talk about that. But you know, I look around today, and it seems like there's a lot of buzz about. Earl Spence fighting Garcia. Uh, and I'm talking the good Garcia, the little Garcia. Danny? Mikey Garcia. Oh, not the, oh Mike, Mike, Mike. That, that, that Man, come on, man. Mikey that Garcia. little guy don't want no smoke. He don't want no smoke. He's he's barking up the he's a chihuahua barking up at a at a at a at a pit bull right now. I, I can't take that guy serious if he's talking about fighting Spence because that I I just I mean I know he's got the skill but I don't know man. That, hey, I feel you, and, and that's what 
it's sort of crazy, but is it crazy? We see Danny Gar I mean Danny. We see Mikey Garcia, he talk he's been talking shit for a long time. He says he wants everybody he you, you say he don't want the smoke. He says he wants every he wants all of it, man. And I believe oh, he, him. He this missed he missed guy. the chimney now. Yeah, hey, exactly. And and I don't believe him. I mean, and I don't believe that he's a guy that's out here faking the phone. Him and his him and his brothers and the whole Garcia family are, are are true G's in the game, and they're not out here just talking shit. They're backing it up. I don't I don't know if I want to see this, but maybe I do want to see this. Everybody, it seems like it seems to me, and it seems that the guy, the skill guy. They all, except Keith Thurman, they all think they can. They, they all think that Spence, they see something in Spence where they can, where they can make it happen. And, and I don't know. I, it's, I guess it's because he's flat-footed. He comes forward. I don't know why, but these little guys, they they've been disrespecting Spence. You know, with Crawford and little they guys, have. Garcia. Like, it's yeah, true. it's like they don't they don't they don't see that he's out here putting in work. They see something that maybe, I mean, as as far as Garcia, I don't I, I don't know if he could do it, but he thinks he could do it, man. And I wouldn't be mad at it. If he goes in there and loses, you know, besides being physically hurt and maybe damaging his career, a la Kell Brook, uh, if he loses, if that doesn't happen, you know, he went up, he tried, no big deal. But if he wins, uh, he's pound for pound, maybe shit. Probably pound for pound number one in the game if he does that. Um, oh yeah, that sounds crazy. It sounds crazy, but he's been talking that shit. And, and I'm a guy that's a that's a very I, I support Garcia, man. I think he I like him. I like what he's doing. I think he's one of the top boxers in the game. But can he go up against that hog? From Dallas, I don't know, man. I don't know. Hey, uh, Choo Choo RC, what 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 you think about that? Yeah, I apologize for this train. Like I said, where I'm at, but um, it's all good, man. <laughs> um, no, nah, okay. man. Uh, Mikey Garcia, he's tripping though. I mean, I, I understand he's got a lot of he's got a lot of the check marks and 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 all the attributes of boxing that you need as far as everything down the line, similar to just like Terrence Crawford. The guy's got all the boxes checked, you know. And, um, I mean, if Garcia was to be able to pull it off, there's no doubt in my mind he'd be number one pound for pound. And, um, he, hey, look, I'm not a big fan of the guy. I respect his boxing ability and everything that he does inside. Yeah, we know why. Um, and, and, and I respect the guy, you know, because when he moved up in weight to, to when he, you know, down there pitched a shutout against Adrian Broner, he looked like a guy who was moving up in weight. You know, he looked flabby. And um, but he did what he needed to do. He's not a guy coming up in weight looking more chiseled and looking like a goddamn light heavyweight like Canelo or something like that on fight night. So um, I, I give respect to Mikey Garcia. I, I may not like his haircut or his cowboy hat appearance and all that stuff. And, and his, uh, But you know what? The guy is he's what you want in boxing. He talks about I don't lose, bro. Whenever when anyone asks him about what if something goes wrong or whatever, whatever, he just boils it down to I don't lose, and he hasn't. So um, 
you know, I'm not going to critique the guy when it comes to inside the ropes because, you know, Mikey Garcia is a bad motherfucker when he's in between those ropes. And, I mean, uh, outside his boxing podcast, 2017 knockout of the year is what he holds, you know. Um, so uh, Mikey Garcia is a beast, no doubt about it. He's a beast, and, and regardless of, of um, him being a guy that is not one of my – favorite fighters or anything like that definitely respect what the guy does in the square circle so um but him talking about Spence is just such a it seems like such a high mountain to climb for a little guy to beat a guy like that I get what they're saying because Spence is not in there using his footwork like uh Vasil Lomachenko or nothing like that but we're talking about little guys compared to Earl Spence and um you know I just see it I, I, I wouldn't say impossible but I just see it as highly unlikely that Mikey Garcia could go in there with a guy like Earl Spence and get the job done, regardless of, of what I may think about the man's attributes and how far, as far as how good he is as a boxer. He's a, a damn good fighter, top five in the game. Uh, arguable in, in, in my pound-for-pound pound perspective, he might be number three on my list. So, um, you know, uh, However anybody sees it going, if there's Mikey Garcia fans that have belief in him, I understand why they have belief in him to be able to pull off what would be called an upset based off the size difference between him and Earl Spence. I just, I hope it happens. I would love to see that fight. But, you know, like you said, even if he loses that fight, with a, a hypothetical fight with Earl Spence, would he really lose in the public perspective? I don't think so. I think he'd get a lot of clout for getting in there with a guy that people think no one wants to get in there with and a guy like Earl Spence. Yeah, I would I would rather see Crawford fight Spence win and then Garcia fight Crawford. That's what I would rather see. Those are the guys that I want to see fight undefeated Mexican against Black for all the fucking marbles. That's what I want to see. But we hey, I'm not going Hey, like I said, I I don't doubt I'll never doubt Mikey Garcia, man. Um, like I said, we've got some fam on the line. We're going to take it to my man, Janelle. Then we're going to go to Smoke Dog. Janelle, the people have spoken. They say that low-key, you're a Crawford hater. Hater, sneak dissing. Subliminal shot. But we're not going to talk about that. Let's scratch all that. Spence Garcia, how do you see that going? Do you want to see that? What do you think about that? How you well, doing I think about the youngster. Well, as far as Spence Garcia, I mean, Garcia definitely has a skill set. Yeah, I mean, I'm not denying that. But you see, his fundamental, okay, as Customado once said, it's a great asset could be a greatest weakness. And and um, uh, uh, Mike Garcia is always in position. He's always in position to land his shot. Okay, now, and go up against a guy that's so much bigger and stronger than you are and who's dangerous like that, it could backfire on him. Because he's always in position uh, to land his shot. In other words, he's always in position uh, to get hit as his last fight. I mean, he got busted up pretty well his last fight because he was always in position to land his punch. And against a guy like Alan Spence or Keith Thurman and all those guys or Crawford those guys, that could be a problem for him. That could be a problem. So it could backfire on him. I mean, I don't really want to see him, like, uh, really become damaged goods. 
like, like the whole Cal Brook situation, uh, I would hate to see him jump up so fast. I would like to see him unify 140 if he can. But uh, jumping up to 147, it's like, first, you got Talon Crawford, right? Okay, now he saw him at 135, even though that he was, like, real big that division, but he was molding him. And they molded him right, right way. Oh, they didn't rush him along the way they did, like, this, like David Reed. And, and they threw Reed in there with uh, Peter Trinidad so fast. And boom, the guy just ruined his career. On Olympic gold medals, his career just got ruined because they rushed him too fast. And he fought a killer so fast. I mean, Terrence Crawford came along the right way. I mean, they molded the guy perfectly. And they basically, okay, they, okay worked on what he had to work on. And, and now look at him. I think it would just be rushing things coming there with a, uh, 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 with a guy like Spence too fast, and it could really ruin him. I say that he needs to stay at 140 right now, unified division, which he can easily do it, and give it a few years before we go to 147. You know what I mean? I would hate to see him become damaged goods. But again, skill set, he, he definitely has the skill. I'm not denying his skill set. I'm not denying that. But like I said, he's always in position to uh, land a shot, and other words, he's always in uh, to get hit. And you watch that last fight, he got hit a lot because he's always in position. And you think that would be a good idea against a guy like Alex Spence? I'm thinking about it. I mean, that could backfire on him. Now, you got to remember, Janelle, that uh, even though it's the, we remember Garcia took that long layoff, he's 30 years old also. He, you know, he doesn't have time to be, to be you know, it, the, the time is now. Him and, I think him I and Crawford are the same age. So, you know, he needs to he needs to start making it happen. Yeah, that, but that's, I'm not saying that I disagree with you. I'm just saying, you know, he's trying to get paid. It's about about to be over for him. I understand what you're saying, but it's just like, I mean, body structure size, I don't think he should really get in the ring with those guys that are that much bigger and stronger. I'm like I said, skill set, hey, but he has, he has the skill, but as far as his power-wise, and the way he's always yeah, in position. He might get killed. Exactly. I mean, it's good fundamentals. It's excellent fundamentals. That's what you learn. But against a guy that's so much bigger, so right, for instance, you take Floyd Mayweather and Bernard Hopkins. Right, those two guys at the smaller weights. I mean, it was perfect. Those guys standing and just bang with you. But as he moved them away, they moved up to uh, 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 higher weights. I mean, they couldn't get in the ring with those guys that were that much bigger and stronger and, and try to stay in the pocket with those guys. Hell no, because they would got killed. But, but Janelle, yeah, but Janelle uh, just, to, just to piggyback on that, but then sometimes we've been proven in this sport that the bigger bruiser against the smarter boxer ends up looking a little silly sometimes, and that's when we get a lot of those upsets um, where, well, I mean, they, they, they might be called upsets, but for some boxing fans with the, IQ perce- with the IQ perspective might think that, oh, well, this is just a big dummy that's going against, going against a dude who's not going to allow himself to get hit like that. And I think that's what a lot of the Mikey Garcia fans are coming off thinking that this could be an upset win and a big feather in their cap for a fight oh, that say, I understand Mikey Garcia could pull about, it off, you know? I'm talking about his style-wise. If you see his style, the way he's always in the pocket, like I said, it, like I said that could backfire on him at the higher weight. That's all I'm saying. And that is true, Janelle, but as the great king of L.A. showed you, that these Mexicans know how to change up their style, man. And, and Mikey Garcia being an excellent never, fighter, I don't know if I've he never could, seen, right? I've never seen this style from Mikey Garcia. I've never seen it yet. No, you haven't. Have you? You haven't. No, I haven't. That's what I'm I saying. Haven't. But I, I haven't. You're right. But we didn't see that against – we didn't see that at Santa Cruz until he, he, he boxed Frampton, right? 
We didn't see that. So I'm not saying, hey, I, I'm not saying you're wrong. Because, hey, if he gets in there and he can't, and he's just fighting like he's been fighting, yeah, it could be real bad for him. But like I always say, I'm not gonna bet. I'm not gonna bet against uh, against Mikey Garcia. If he thinks he can do it, God damn it, I think he could do it, man. So let's take it to smoke. Smoke dog. How you feeling about this, man? Um, this situation. You think that's a good fight? What you think about everything? I'm I'm gonna pretty much echo what Janelle said. Um, oh, by hey, where, where you from, man? Where I'm you doing? from again, man? That's Pennsylvania, man. Pennsylvania, man. Western Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. I'm closer to Pittsburgh. I'm Pennsylvania. Stand Pittsburgh. up. Yeah, I'm hey, I'm to about Pittsburgh. to be out. Hey, I'm about to be out there in like Cadet, somewhere like West Virginia. Like you're you're oh, all in that Jeanette? area, right? Did you say Cadet? Like Ohio? No, I think it was like oh, Cadet, see, Ohio, Ohio. But, but I'm oh, flying into okay. Pittsburgh. In that same yeah, little area, uh, I would be in that little area. Not too long. Yeah, the airport's it's probably, probably like, out there. The airport's probably like two hours away from me, but the city of Pittsburgh is probably like forty minutes away from me, bro. Oh, okay. All right, man. Well, yeah, I've been out there a few times. It's sort of weak, but I was out yeah, there. Yeah, it's cold. trash. It's trash. It's trash. I, I, hey, I but it's going down in Columbus now. It was going down in Columbus. Columbus, Ohio. See, that's. That's probably yeah, yeah. like two hours away from me. Oh, that's where yeah. my girl. That's yeah. where my girl Alexa Bliss from Columbus, Ohio. They got they making some bad ones out there. Yeah, nah, yeah. yeah. It was sort of loose out there. But yeah, smoke. What you think about uh, what we talk about, man? Garcia, Vince. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to echo what Janelle said, man. I I think Mikey has the skill set, but I don't I don't think he don't, he didn't want anything with Spence. Spence is. The only thing that I think they see in Spence is that he's, he's stationary and not a mover like a Bud Crawford. But Spence might be too big for him. You know, it was a marker of time when people were saying that Spence needs to move up to 54. So Mikey has the skill set. I, I, I like his heart. And I, and just like, you know, I want to see him move up slow, clean up his division. I would like to see him fight Lomachenko first and then maybe get a Pacquiao fight, get acclimated to the weight, and then take that good fight. I don't. I don't think he needs to take take that fight or even think about taking that fight right now. But at the same token, again, I already said that as, as long as Spence and Crawford ain't fighting no uh, Rod Salfa, uh types, I don't care who they fight until they end up meeting up with each other. Well, we. I mean, with fighting little last Mikey Garcia, is that not a Rod Salfa move? Oh, no, no. Okay. <laughs> Mikey has a, Mikey has a, Mikey has a skill set. You know what I mean? He, he fought at he 140. Does. What did he fight at Broner? What was it, 140? When he hey, fought Broner? Brook had a skill set, too. Kill Brook had a skill set, too, and then he got his eye broken, right? So that was mm-hmm. that was a Rob Salter oh, I'm, I'm just saying this is why this fight is bad for Mikey. I'm just saying that I don't think Mikey's a Rob Salter type, though, bro. Not at all. I, I don't think. Hey man, I, I don't. I don't, I don't agree I, or disagree. Okay. But no, I, mean, I, I think I that I, I would. I would watch it. Don't get me wrong. I would. I would. I would watch it. But I don't think that Mikey can. It's not a winnable fight for him. Not right now, anyway. But that's that's what I'm, by the, I think. By the time by the time Mikey's ready for Spence, Spence will be ready to go to fifty four. 
But that's what I'm saying. If it's not a winnable fight, isn't that a soccer move? If you think he's that's just going to go out here and just beat this guy up. that's No, no, I don't think he's going to spark and just go out there and do what uh, Danny did to uh, Rod Salka or anything like that. I think it will be somewhat competitive. But I think, in a, you know, Spence will get him up, you know, I'll probably not stop him. Maybe he would stop him because he just, just, just the size factor and just him overwhelming and the pressure. I don't think Mikey can deal with the pressure and move enough, but Broner never put the pressure on him or anybody like that. So it, it, it's a watchable fight. I don't think it's a Rod Selka type fight. It's a watchable fight, but I don't think that, that Mikey could, could come out with the W. Yeah, okay. definitely. I'm with you. I'm with you. It's, it's definitely tough. I wouldn't. Ne- I would never put Rod Salk in the same sentences as, as Mikey Garcia. But um, you know, you, you got to take into consideration that Earl Spence is in that lion's den and working with uh, with, with Jamel and Jamal, and for him being the 147 guy to be sparring with Jamel Charlo. And I, and I'm not trying to throw no shade at Jamel Charlo, but when you're talking about when those two guys are talking about work, I get the sense personally that. Jamal gives the credit and extra credit to Earl Spence as if Earl Spence is giving those guys that work in sparring. And I mean, that's neither here nor there because I'm not, I'm not in there seeing it, but I'm just going off of, uh, you know, body language and stuff like that. When these guys are talking about working, it seems like Spence is the big homie, even though he's at 147 and, you know, these guys are bigger than him. So that's, I mean, can Mikey Garcia throw some shots like Jermel can? I don't think so. <laughs> but, I mean, hey, if he can, you know, stick and move for 12 rounds and, and get something on the cards, it's not outside the realm of possibility. You know what I mean? Even though I don't see it happening like that. Definitely do not. But it's something to take into consideration, you know? I, I agree. Spence is like the little big homie over there. He, he, he squashed to be he's the older big, guy. He's the big homie because he's the older, more successful guy. That's why. I thought I thought I thought they you guys were older now. My bad. No, 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 no. He's the. I mean, I don't think he's that much younger, but or maybe not. Maybe I'm sure. Maybe that they're younger than Crawford. I thought they were. I thought Garcia, Spence, and all these guys were the same age, and uh, and uh, what you call it, but. But that's neither here nor there, man. I don't think they're. I don't think he's giving these guys work. That's crazy. But I think he was fight uh, sparring with a heavyweight also. Uh, I thought I saw that. I don't know who it was, but uh, but yeah, he's out there putting in the work. No, just to clarify, work. just to clarify, uh, Earl Spence is twenty eight years old, and so is Jamel. So they're the same age. They're all the same. Uh, okay. On the, on the uh, as far as the split up by the months, I'm not sure. No, they're the same age. I thought uh, Crawford. I, Crawford is, is the older guy. I thought they were all the same age, Garcia. So, Garcia and Crawford are the OGs. Okay. Uh, my bad. I didn't want to – I didn't mean to mess yeah, that no, up. But, uh, uh, Terrence, Terrence Crawford is 30 years old. But I'm just saying whenever um, – because there's videos that are out there whenever they're done sparring and they're talking. It just seems to me like like Earl Smith, get, he's <laughs> just chilling. He's just He's just chilling. And he, he's just chilling, and it, and it seems like Jamel is giving him a lot of, you know, giving him a lot of credit after putting in work. And one would only speculate that, 
you do that for somebody who's putting in the work. And it's like, you know, uh, Spence is not a guy who, who pats himself on the back and shit like that. So I'm just saying, from my perspective, I think that whenever I see those guys and they're done sparring and shit like that, I get this. I get the idea. I get the like from a point of view perspective that Earl Spence is in there, and 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 he. They, uh, look, Jermel probably hits harder than Spence. Maybe he doesn't. But I'm just going off of the size factor and all that. But to me, it seems like Earl Spence is the more. I I wouldn't say footwork technicality, but when it comes to technical punching and 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 different punches he can throw, it seems like Spence is the the big homie in there, and they're just giving him mad props because when we're talking about technicality when it comes to punching, you can th- go all the way, send that back around to Mikey Garcia because Mikey Garcia, yeah, he's putting up all these highlight reels and he watched Adrian Broner, but if you look at his fight, Mikey Garcia only got about four punches. There's nothing, there's nothing like spectacular about what this guy does. He does what he does, and it works. You know what I mean? No, I don't know what you mean. Uh, I think he's got every trick in the bag, every punch in the bag, man. Uh, he doesn't have to throw him because he's so technically sound, and he's just whooping boys with, with really fundamentals. But he's not a fundamental fighter, you know. But I think we got a uh, we got another fam member called. His name was – I think he was mentioned a little earlier in the show. Uh, D, we talked about up. that spin. Spence and Mikey Garcia, Spence fight has a little buzz. What do you think about that? What you want to see? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, not quite yet. Let's see what Mikey doing. Handles, uh, let's see how he handles, uh, uh, what's the guy's name? Who he's fighting next? Easter Jr. Uh, Eastern. Yeah. Let's see what he does with that dude. I think he could pass that test with flying colors, really. Uh, Everybody's shooting down, looking at these forms and, you know, looking on the book and see what they're saying, uh, you know. Uh, Mikey ain't got a chance in hell. I, hey, Mike got a, punch, a puncher's chance. I give, the, I give the man at least, you know, I give the man 30%. Uh, who is Spencer's be- uh, biggest fight? Book? Book? Would you agree? Would y'all agree? Yeah, Brook is the Brooke. biggest fight, right? Uh, who else yeah. was after that? Uh, 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 and Lamont Peterson. Uh, and Lamont Peterson. Lamont Peterson ain't no Peterson ain't no bum neither. He's a fucking you know. He's right. a most, he's a most uh, don't think he's on that level though. Oh, see, he ain't on that level. No, we can all no, agree to that. Not. Definitely not on that level, but he's not a bum though. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not gonna call Lamont Peterson uh, a bum. He's a multiple, multiple, he's a multiple weight champion, man. He, you know, and that shit ain't just. Given to nobody. Yeah, I wouldn't call him. He's getting close to that bum level, though. I think. Not yet. Yeah, he was. But he's, he's pretty bum right now. That's you know. So. But we we'll give him credit so, for that. Man. But yeah, Brooke, who's a who was a one fifty four guy, right? Well, I'm telling everybody, so chill out with Spence. Chill out now. Slow your roll. Slow your roll. Let's see what he do. Let's see how. Let's see how many issues and who he's fighting. Uh, for the rest of the year and uh, early next year, because uh, we ain't going to get Crawford in him for at least another two years, if that happens. You know what I'm saying? Who knows what kind of brick walls both of them are going to run into between now and when they attempt to try to get in the ring. So let's just see what happens. Uh, I'm a Mikey fan. 
Uh, I believe if they were to fight tomorrow, of course, Spence would beat him. Probably knock him out with a body shot. But he'll know he's been in a fight if he fight Mikey. I tell you that much. Unlike any other test, I think, you know, shit, Brooke gave him hell. Brooke almost had him at a couple points. So. No. No. That's a good point, too, man. Because, look, man, Brooke wasn't, Brooke wasn't putting Spence in no trouble. But he was making him look silly at times. And if you look, if you right, go right. back and look at the first four rounds of the fight, he was counter punching him. And I, and I mean, when I was watching the fight, I was just on pins and needles. Like, come on, come on, Spence, come on, Spence, put him out, put him out. He was getting countered a little bit, but that's that's what I'm saying about the whole progression. Whenever we see Earl Spence fight, because he's see, only going to better. Yeah, you, know? you also got to say, okay, this is uh, <laughs> beat up shop on. Uh, after uh, damage from uh, the baddest motherfucker on the, in the planet, on damn near. So, <laughs> so come on, man. Uh, that was shop, uh, shop worn, Brooke. Is, is that is definitely so, up for debate? Definitely up for debate. You know. So let's see, let's see, man. Hey, I love Spence. Uh, Crawford is a step ahead of him right now, man. He just got so much tools in that belt. And, uh, you know, I want to see that fight down and, the road, you know man. What? You know what, D? Uh, we talked about this on Monday. You weren't with us, but um, we talked about the fact that when Earl, when uh, Crawford fought on Saturday on ESPN Plus, I don't know if you watched it on the app or not, but Earl Spence had tweeted out after the fight was finished with the emoji uh, where he showed that he was paying attention. And after Earl Spence's fight, Terrell Pence Crawford tweeted out a bunch of emojis that were the crying laughing emojis. It seemed like right. like like Crawford was not impressed at all, and Earl Spence was, I wouldn't say impressed, but he was aware of what Terrence Crawford's doing. Uh, do you? Uh, I asked everybody on Monday about that. <laughs> what do you take from Terrence Crawford's Terrence Crawford's? Uh, I would I would call it a sign of disrespect. Errol Spence's performances by just the laugh emojis, and that's all he tweeted out. What do you think about that? If you look at the competition, uh, I'm going to be real with y'all guys. I never even heard of the fucking dude who Spence was fighting. I'm like, who the hell is this dude? I did know who Horn was. So I understand you got to fight your mandatory, you know, and all, you know. I know you got to do all did that. Did you know there, who Mongia was? Huh? Did you know who Mungia was? Uh, I, 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 I did hear about him. Yeah, okay. The only reason I heard about was because he wanted to fight Triple G for the replacement of Canelo. That's the only time I heard about Jaime. Uh, I don't know if Triple G wanted <laughs> right. that. No, right? probably not. That's a big motherfucker right? right there, man. That's yeah, a fucking super middleweight, man. That's fucking super middleweight dude right there, man. And, compared and, and, to how he looks. And that and, and and that super middleweight's making weight at one fifty four right now. <laughs> fighting dudes. Yeah. In, hey, you hey, know, that's he, a problem right there. He might he might have been <laughs> fucking uh he might have been hundred and eighty pounds the night he fought uh oh boy. Uh that was, Ali. he looked huge in that Ali. fight hey, there, man. He killed Saddam Ali. Boy, Ali. Yeah. Jaime, Jaime Manguia yeah. is a really good young Mexican prospect for sure. For sure. Right. 
Hey, but uh, no, back to that topic though. Back to that topic though. Uh, they, uh, Spencer, even when uh, who was it? The announcer dude for Showtime, Gray, said, "Okay, how about you and you and uh, how about you and Crawford?" Spencer didn't even acknowledge that shit hardly. Like he ain't even like you know. <laughs> Hey, I was like, yeah, okay, was, he he just jumped right over that shit. Like I said, like we discussed this on uh, Monday, and, and and like I said, it was it's been already stated that Earl Spence isn't going to uh, isn't going to fight Crawford anytime soon. He said that he said, hey, right, we're going to get right. these belts over here, you know. So does it make sense to talk about them? It doesn't uh, when business wise. He, he he's not pumping that fight up. He needs to pump it. He's pumping these other fights up that he's trying to get on his own side. So I'm not I'm not knocking him for not saying One that thing. because any other interview he you know he talked about him on the Breakfast Club. You know, yeah, yeah. But that uh, was the big that was under know. the big lights though, Willa. I mean, I see what you're saying now. That was under the boxing light. He did. He talked about him. Said the fight gonna happen. You know, we I, I don't. It is what yeah. it is. That was a that, dude. That's a fight that I, I don't that. want to see for at least another year and a half. I don't want to see that fight for at least another year and a half. And no real boxing fan shouldn't want it. You'd want to see him against other comp. You want to see him against shit. I'd like to see him. Uh, well, that probably ain't gonna happen. But I'd like to see him fight Thurman before in Porter, Winter Porter and Garcia. Can we see him in there, one of those guys? What do we even think about? Or all three of those guys, for that matter. If he gets past each one of them, you know, you know, that's what I'd like to see. Let's say that that's going to be our, that's going to be our floor in Pacquiao, man, in two, two years. Yeah, because, you know? because think about it, man. Like, honestly, right now, Crawford looked good against Horn. He showed that his power moves up. But, man... Crawford got to get at least another one or two fights in him before he tries to fight Earl Spence, even though he might be ready to fight Spence right now. But it's just not it's not level playing. I say more than, more than that, man. Let's see. It, it, you know, it, it might 147 be. is might thick, be. man. 147 is pretty damn thick. Let's not think about uh, that fight, man, because it ain't going to happen, and I wouldn't want to see it happen uh, within the next 24 months. You know? Well, yeah, man. Hey, I, we, D's going to get his wish because it ain't happening. And uh, so let's go ahead and talk, talk about the next uh, topic, whatever it is. We, we went deep on that one. Um, fights coming up. Nothing too big. Anything. Uh, you got Clarissa Shields, I believe, fighting on uh, on Friday. She's doing another headliner out there in Detroit. Some chick, Hannibal Gabriel's, eighteen and one. So uh, that's probably going to be a wash. Roberto Garcia, Martin Murray. Nobody's worried about that. Josh Taylor, new guy fighting uh, fighting uh, Janelle's guy, Victor Postal. So I know he's probably got Postal winning. Uh, Burchell fighting Barrows. Uh, yeah, ain't nothing. Virgil Ortiz, young cat. But but, yeah. but, but on the uh, 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 real quick, Will, I don't mean to interrupt you or nothing like that. But on the undercard 
of the Clarissa Shields fight, you got Christina Hammer making her uh, uh, United States debut where basically they're going to uh, uh, – she's fighting – Christina Hammer is fighting Clarissa Shields' last opponent. So it's going to be one of those let's see how you do against somebody I did. And they're basically just going to be building up their fight coming up forward for the uh, uh, middleweight supremacy the in the next women's one. division. So yeah, that's that's what's going to be coming forward. So um, they're both fighting. They're both fighting. Uh, you know, women's boxing. I, I'm not going to call them bums or nothing like that, but they are the lower level echelon. So, um, but basically, what's going to happen that night when Clarissa Shields fighting? is you're going to have Christina Hammer on the same card, which was supposed to happen earlier this year. But the visa deal with uh, with Christina Hammer wasn't able to go through for whatever reason, her coming out of, uh, 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 coming out of uh, Germany. And, um, yeah, so we're, they're basically going to be setting up their middleweight showdown coming forward by both fighters expected to get Ws on that night. Man, look at you, RC. Hype about women's boxing. Hey, uh, D, what were, what are you saying? Who you say is fighting on Saturday? Oh, he's D, talking he's about busy DVDs. Taking, he, he, he over there. Yeah, he over there. He's slanging DVDs right now. But, yeah, man, I'm hyped about women's boxing, man. Like I told you, I'm hyped about women's wrestling. I'm, I'm, I know I, I know everything that's going on in women's wrestling, and now I'm I'm switching it over to women's boxing. So, uh, you know, uh, uh, shout out to Carmen Vargas in Houston, Texas, little little beautiful Latina out there. But I'm I'm in women's boxing right now, and and I'm I'm looking forward to seeing that because Clarissa Shield looking like a beast, and uh, I really want to see what Christina Hammer is going to show because um, this is a build up. This is a build up for probably the biggest fight in women's boxing. When it comes to the middleweight division of the Olympic of the Olympic gold medalist and Clarissa Shields and the multiple uh, belts that Christina Hammer has right now, so Christina Hammer seems confident, and um, and and Clarissa Shields seems confident. So we got both fighters that are feeling like they're gonna come into this fight. There's no sugarcoating. Uh, Christina Hammer coming from overseas, and she's not with that good boy bullshit like Triple G. So. Um, both fighters feel like they should win. It's going to be a build-up, and uh, I'm I'm looking forward to that one. Easy I'm gonna be sleep. I'm gonna be in there for that one. I don't know about all that. Easy. I, I, Easy I, I heard sleep. about hammer hey. time. I heard hammer yeah, time. Yeah. I don't know. Oh yeah, the guy from uh, across the pond, man. That's the guy. Uh, I think got huge potential. He's untested, of course. This will be his uh, eighth fight. I think a ninth fight. Triple D. Uh, it's, uh, that's a, he's a bad dude, man. Uh, untested though. He's heavyweight. I think Frank Warren promotes him. God damn it. Y'all know who I'm talking about. Uh, hey, heavyweight, no. man. Triple D. I don't know too many niggas with, with zero, with, uh, with eight wins. I ain't gonna lie to you. I ain't hitting it like <laughs> but that, he smashed, But he's smashing though, man. He's smashing. Y'all remember that name, man. I know you done seen him. We go Give me a second. I can tell you his name. Yeah, Frank Warren from Oh, oh, I'm about to tell you right now. Oh, uh, yeah. oh, uh, let's see. Hey, uh, what about? Yeah, I don't know. Dude, I think Have you part... heard of this guy? Uh, yeah, hold on. I'm about to tell you right now. 
Oh, here it is right here. RC hasn't heard of him. Uh-huh. You're not talking about a, a heavyweight Triple D. I don't, I don't know. The only Triple Ds I know is the one that's on the Daniel Du Bois. So, Daniel Du Bois. I forget his uh, middle name, but it's a D. I know that. <laughs> hey, y'all, get a chance. Y'all you, you ain't know my Daniel Du Bois. Y'all need to hey, come uh, on now. No, no boy. I love heavyweight, I so I keep I up with all the up and comers now. But I might have seen some. He's a fucking beast, beast man. He's a black cat. Black dude, yeah, black dude. Boy. He has no personality, man. I, I, he needs to do something with that because I UK think. Guy. Yeah, he's fucking badass, yeah. man. He smashes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I might have uh, seen. I might have seen something with him. UK guys, I'm giving him no credit. Hey, I gotta. We, hey, these are here hyping UK guys. Dude. Come on now. I don't know what the hell he's doing. But hey, talking about heavyweight, there's a lot of buzz, a lot of talk going on. Fury, Fury pop. They're they're going hard on the internet against uh, Bellu. Bellu talking. Talk a lot of shit like he wants this fight. RC, uh, I think you're a Bell U guy, right? I think you're a, a fan of his. Uh, do you want to? See, do you think he can get in there with? I know he got he got hay out of there. Do you think he can get in there with Fury as bad as he looked on uh, a couple of weeks ago? Probably not. Uh, I'm not too big on 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 Tony Bellu. I just know that he was going to be able to beat the shit out of David Hay twice. So, um, you know, Hay was one of those guys where, you know, we did the send-off. I don't know if it was last show or the show before. It was the show before, actually. Um, You know, the send-off was nice that you did. It was really professional, and I wanted to do something similar. But we all know what David Hay's all about. You know, he's a cruiserweight who came up and made some uh, moves at heavyweight, and then he just got sparked out by a, a, a pudgy fat boy who put pancake batter in his protein shake. So um, it's all about the money for that guy, and I didn't mean to disrespect him so much so as I did when we did do that, but at the same time, I call a spade a spade. So, um, but given that, that doesn't give Tony Bellew clout because you stopped David Hay uh, when he had a, a Achilles injury, and then you stopped him when he came back prematurely and, and and tried to vindicate himself for an L. So um, uh, as far as Tony Bellew, uh, he's uh, outside the you know he's on the outside of the top feed, and I don't think he gives anybody problems when it comes to the top of the game. And look, Tyson Fury's been out the game for a while, but don't get it twisted. He's one of the best heavyweights in the game. I'm not gonna say he's better than Deontay Wilder, even though a lot of people would believe so. And a lot of people probably even think that he's better than Joshua because some people out there think that, you know, when you talk about AJ Wilder, you're not going to have the you're going to have the undisputed heavyweight champion of the world, but you're not going to have the best heavyweight champion of the world because Tyson Fury is the guy who took all the straps off of Vladimir Klitschko. So um, to each his own, I get it. I understand the argument for for people who are backing up the Gypsy King, and uh, Tyson Fury's talking that shit today about Deontay Wilder. So. Um, uh, I think that Tony Bellew gets sparked out by Tyson Fury. If not sparked out, he gets just straight schooled. And he gets his ass sent back to Cruiserweight once he finds out what some of this top-level competition of the heavyweight division has to offer. Um, We've seen him trying to have smoke with Deontay Wilder at pressers and shit like that. But, I mean, look, impressive win 
for a guy coming up from Cruiserweight and getting off of a, a movie scene as Apollo Creed. And um, it, was a, it was a good job, a feather in his cap, 100% for taking out a guy like, you know, David Hay. But when it comes to the top dogs of the division, I mean, when we're talking about top dogs, I'm talking about Deontay Wilder, I'm talking about AJ, I'm talking about um, um, even even Luis Ortiz. Like, yo, Tony Bell, you don't want to get in the ring with Luis Ortiz. Luis Ortiz will beat the shit out of him and spark him out. There will be no cards necessary for a fight like that. So when it comes to the top dogs, I mean, you could even put Joseph Parker in. I think Joseph Parker will take him to the cards to get him 12-0. So um, when you're talking about the big dogs in the division, he's just outside that realm. So when it comes to him trying to talk about, I mean, if I'm thinking Luis Ortiz and Joseph Parker can clear him out, Tyson Fury, he'll make easy work of him. And Willis, you like to use easy work for some of these fights. I don't really like to say easy work, but when it comes to Tyson Fury against Tony Bellew, that would be easy work for the Gypsy King. We're talking Kovalev War too easy work. Well, I mean, it depends on where you uh, count your body shots being how far below, but, you know, if those uh, are granted, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you could go some easy work, I guess. <laughs> you know? yeah. Hey, Janelle. Hey, Janelle, what do you think about this? What do you think about Fury? Fury Bell, you. Well, I mean, hey, Tony Bell, hey, the guy has fundamentals, but um, it depends on what Fury is here, because I don't, again, I don't think it's the Fury that beat Gladimir Klitschko. If you saw his last fight, plus it was just four rounds, and the guy he fought wasn't really all that good, you know? Yeah, that boy Gladimir. You say what? No, go ahead, man. I mean, Fury's not that same guy that beat Gladimir Klitschko. I don't think he's that same guy. But he does, he does kind of pose an interesting problem for guys at heavyweight because there's I right, for a big guy, he moves pretty well, man. You know, I mean, he hasn't had him popping his punches, but he has a good chin, and he moves pretty well. And I think think with uh, uh, Tony Belly, uh, Tony Belly um, has really good fundamentals, but with that size and speed, maybe it, it, it might be a problem, but again, we don't know what Fury is hit right now. If it's the same Fury that beat Gladiman or if it's some kind of washed-up version, because his last fight, we couldn't really tell. It was just four rounds, but it was like, I mean, you can't see it. It's yeah, pretty weak. But after all that said, though, he does uh, cause some smoke in the division because the guy has a mouth, man. He has a mouth. He can sell a fight with his mouth. A press conference between him and Jonathan Wilder would be hell of a – it would be an all-time great <laughs> a press conference. He also kisses uh, men, too, with his mouth. Huh? Huh? He also yeah, 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 yeah. He also yeah, – yeah. yeah, yeah, that's some crazy shit. But, I mean, I don't know. That's just him just, like, being a, a, being a nutcase, being an idiot. But, again, yeah, I mean, nah. it's all good for the heavyweight division, man. The guy's mouth and shit, it's all good for the division because it, it makes it seem like he's really a problem for guys in heavyweight, even though we don't know for sure if he really is at this point in his career. Well, keep in mind, the guy came out doing tons of blows, alcohol, he blew up the weight. We don't know what's really going on right now with this guy. You know? Yeah, yeah. No, I feel you. Me personally, I don't know. I think I, I agree with both of you guys. Fury watches Bellu, but I like Bellu. I like the way he keeps it real. I, I mean, you know, he he 
he sort of keeps it real out there, and he wants to fight guys. He's talking a lot of noise. If he gets that uh, Fury fight, that'll be. I, I doubt it happens, but he'll probably get washed out of there. He's too small. But um, let's see if Smoke has anything on that. Smoke got anything on that? Uh, Fury, Bell, you hype nonsense? I guess not. RC, you still there? Oh, yeah, I'm here. I was just wondering if Smoke had anything to go on that one because, I mean, look, Bellew has got a, a lot to say, but because he took out David Hay two fights in the heavyweight division, um, you know, if he was to fight some of those real killers, he wouldn't have that same confidence. But, you know, he's got his clout right now for doing what he did, so well-deserved. So I can understand why a guy's going to be so confident and thinking he could take out Tyson Fury or even like he talks about Deontay Wilder being a bum and saying that, you know, his one fight at heavyweight is better than Deontay Wilder's entire heavyweight resume. So, you know, he's just riding a high cloud right now, and whatever, whatever. I just don't see it happening as far as him taking out a guy or anybody in the top five in the heavyweight division. I just don't see it happening. And you have Fury, the way he looked last week, he's still in the top five or a couple of weeks ago. That was top five boxing. Well, he was, he was you know, he hasn't fought in a long time. So, uh, you know, he got some rounds in and took out a midget. But I think when Tyson Fury really gets really gets into, it gets into the swing of things, he'll definitely get back to the form that he was because, um, you know, he only fucked with cocaine. And that's not a performance-enhancing drug that's going to have you losing some sort of ability that you once had before, <clears throat> clenbuterol. But um, I think that he, he, he can easily get back to the form that he had because nobody thought that he could lose all that weight, and he did. So, um, you know, it's all about the hunger and desire of Tyson Fury. And if a guy like Tony Bellew is barking up the tree, I guarantee you he'll get back into that form that he needs to be to school a little guy talking that big noise. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. Speaking of big noise, you got a guy that talks a lot of noise all the time. He's had bouts of depression on Twitter. Uh, suicidal thoughts. Uh, my man a- Adrian Broner um, wrote on social media. Uh, I'm done with boxing. I'm done boxing. All motherfuckers do is try to take advantage of me. So you know, what do you think's going on with your man Broner? He's having. We just saw him. I saw him the other day at the fight. He looked very live. I saw him uh, on little interviews, acting like he's about trying to cop Rolexes. He needed a Rolex tonight. You know, he was on that kind of stunt out there in Dallas. Um, this is another. Should we should we be praying for this guy? What what what's up with 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 your man AB man with our guy ABRC? Man, it's hard to take anything Adrian Bronner says serious. This is one of the most ridiculous things he's ever said. I'm sure my man was probably, you know, maybe a couple hundred deep at the bar tab. And just Adrian is a a prisoner of the moment at all moments. So, you know, I, I don't take this shit serious. Definitely don't think Adrian's retired because, you know, the man's got six kids. 
He lives a, a flashy lifestyle, and boxing has paid his bills throughout his entire career. You know, he might be trapping on the side or whatever it is he might be, you know, used to getting into, but that ain't no, that ain't no good. All money ain't good money. Like Floyd Mayweather said, all money ain't good money. And life on the run ain't no fun. So I don't think that Adrian Brown is done with boxing. I just think that he was, you know, sniffing a little too much that night, drinking a little too much that night, and and put it out there like that. So I, I look, I I I'm a fan of Adrian Broner, and I I really worry about this guy. So I feel like he might be one of these celebrities one of these days that goes Robin Williams. You know what I mean? And um, it it. it you know, mental health is a real issue, man. Um, it's a it's a chemical that is in people's brain that it's similar to bipolarism, and he's definitely bipolar. If you just listen to any of his press conferences, you know, the guy talks like A.B. for a sentence, and then he talks like Adrian Broner for another sentence, and then he goes back to A.B. for a sentence following, and then he goes back to Adrian Broner. So I, I feel really bad for this guy, man. I really do because he's got so much talent. And if you were able to put the talent level that Adrian Broner has on a good head and shoulders, you know, such as a Gennady Golovkin as far as taking care of himself physically and, to, and, and going about the sport the right way, you'd have a fucking monster. Or, or you know, it, it, I just think Adrian, he needs a hug sometimes. You know, and um, I think that he was uh, talking about his, his, his one of his children not giving him no love, and it really set him off the edge. And then he started going at Floyd Mayweather, talking about shooting guns. And, you know, the guy just needs a hug sometimes, man. And I feel for him because I understand sometimes when you, you're willing to give somebody your last and it's not the same in return. But that's what happens when you chill with people who are just a part of the entourage because we all know, well-documented, Adrian Broner had a big entourage the day he fought Marcos Maidana in December of 2013. But when he lost that fight, the entourage was nowhere to be found. So, I mean, you just got to know how to surround yourself and have a, a, a good circle around you. Um, my man moved to Miami, and that's a long way from Toledo, Ohio, where – you know, his best friend, his brother, Robert Easter Jr. resides. And um, it's I know he doesn't have the right circle around him at this point in time. And as we all know, when Broner has a fight, he likes to hang out and, and do all these things after his paycheck. But as soon as that paycheck starts to simmer down a little bit, that's when we get the Adrian Broner that's all focused and getting back in the gym and all that good stuff. But – um. I don't take this retirement serious. He's definitely got work to do in the sport. Um, now, I'm not saying work as far as getting back to the, you know, let's say uh, unifying a division, nothing like that. But um, he definitely has work to do as far as getting paychecks because the guy is still the number two draw in, in, in Showtime boxing. So when you're the number two draw on Showtime, where <laughs> essentially that's the number one, in all of boxing, ahead of HBO, ahead of Golden Boy Promotions, ahead of, I mean, Eddie Hearn and all that shit. He's got work to do as far as getting these ducats. And, I, you, know, you know, I cannot confirm or deny that Adrian Broner is 
is messing around with some of these unnecessary things that are put out in front of them. But I know Miami, man, and that's probably not the best place for him to move out of Cincinnati, Ohio to get to. You know, maybe he should have went out somewhere as far as like Greenwich, Connecticut or something. But, you know, I just hope Adrian keeps a good head on his shoulders and for the most part, and I hope that the people that are close to him reach out to him when need be because Adrian Broner is a is a sad story. 100% it's going to be a 30 for 30 ESPN documented. What if I told you you were about billions and then the next thing you know, three L's and losing the superstardom that compared him as far as the heir apparent to Floyd Mayweather. You know, it's a sad deal. It's a sad deal. Um, but nonetheless, I'm rooting for the guy. I hope he gets his head in the right position. But as far as the retirement talk, he ain't retiring. He can't retire. He cannot afford to retire. So I hope to see Adrian Broner back in the ring sooner rather than later. And just, just cut this shit out and get some right people in your corner, man. You know? Yeah, it seems like looking on his uh, looking on the on his uh, Instagram, which he took off, he say, "Kill me or meet me at the bar." Fuck everybody, don't nobody call me. I don't want to live no more. Mm-hmm. Hey. He just he just wants a friend. He just hey. wants a friend. You know, I mean, yeah. Fuck, this man. is very I mean, sad. Yeah, and you know what, Willa? You know. Uh, Mental health being in far, as far as people who don't have to suffer head damage and stuff like that, that's natural. But let's say Adrian Broner really does have mental health issues and he's taking shots to the head, that only that only intensifies everything because, you know, um, yeah, it's a sad story all around, bro. But I'm I'm really hoping the guy can can not only just make it until he's old and and and, and you know goes out that way of old age and, and, and whatever it be, kidney failure, heart failure, whatever, whatever. That's the way I want to see Adrian Broner go out and not some of this bullshit street talk that he's all on because Adrian Broner is one of those guys who had all the talent in the world. I mean, we all know guys that um, probably could have went pro, whether it be hooping or playing football or something like that, but could not get their heads out the street. And, you know, that's why I see Adrian Broner because, the guy has, not only did he have the talent, but he had the machine behind him, and he still fucked that over. So, you know. Yeah, um, but it I'm might be, fan, it might all be mental health. Definitely. It might all I be think a that's mental a real health factor. thing. So you know, I'm not one of those it guys. It might not be the street. Like, yeah, 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 for sure. Like, if you talk about mental if someone's got mental health issues, like, I'm not the kind of person who's like, oh, motherfucker, you just soft. You want attention or something like that. No, mental health is a real issue, man. And, you know, it, like I said, it, it goes as far as chemical impulses in someone's brain and you get reactions, you know, that other people don't get. And I, I'm sure Adrian is used to having Floyd always there for him. And then, you know, Floyd has his background and history as far as having friends for the moment. And, you know, I'm sure that bothered Adrian and, and you know, Adrian – hung around a lot of the wrong crowd as far as having people like the Watsons in his corner. And those guys are just clout chasers who want to go who's, who's the hottest next. So, um, you know, it all started in 2013, the downfall of Adrian Broner, but he's shown that he can still get in there and, and put the mitts on, on somebody like Jesse Vargas. But, you know, um, speaking for myself, 
I wish Adrian Broner to get some some help. You know, I I know a lot of people who you would tell to get help to and be like, I don't need nobody. I don't need no motherfucking shrink to talk to me or nothing like that. No, you probably need something like that because we don't know who we're talking to when we when when Adrian or we don't know who's talking when Adrian's getting interviewed or something like that. We don't know if we're talking to Adrian or we're talking to AB or or whatever. You know, so um, I definitely think that. Um, you know, he was posting pictures and, and uh, you know, talking about getting high because we don't do nothing. Like, I want to do some real drugs and shit like that. Like, that's just a person crying for help. He's just a person crying for help and needs help and, and needs a hug, if anything. And, uh, you know, he's one of those kind of persons who's always there for his people. It's just his people, quote, unquote, aren't always there for him. Because, you know, it, it goes from anybody in all sports. When the money's coming in, you're going to have a big crowd around you, man. You're going to have a lot of friends. But when that money cuts out, they ain't nowhere to be found. So if the money I, I, isn't I cutting out, brother. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The money ain't cutting out. But it, it seems thing. like he's trying he to have it. Yeah. Hey, I think this guy just needs, like you said, he needs some help. Uh, like I said, we probably need to start praying for my man and, uh, yeah, hopefully somebody like you said can just talk to him, set him straight. We don't need him. Ret- if he, I mean, he 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 does just take shots. So maybe he just needs to 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 uh, maybe he needs to take a step back, go and promote him. I don't think this is a good look. While his man Easter Junior is trying to is trying to do his thing, now he's got to answer questions about his. Uh, his his manager talking shit. So yeah, I, let's just pray for this guy. Let's see, uh, Janelle yeah. has well, something uh, to say about this. I I think he's looking for attention, man. He's just looking for attention. Now he realizes it's not where it once was. This might be a little bit depressing for him. I'm sure about it. At one time, it was talked about being a big pay-per-view attraction. At one time. I'm like R.C. said, I can see it. It's really being about this guy. You can really see it happen. You know what I mean? The guy, I mean, she, I mean, but, hey, he was down for But, like, what you said about the whole entourage thing, that is so true. Because the same thing happened with Tyson, Donald Iverson. I remember the time I was watching a documentary one time. Oh, it was a documentary on Kobe Bryant. Or, well, without Kobe Bryant, but they were comparing Kobe Bryant to Allen Iverson. I both made millions in their career, but only one guy still lives like a millionaire. And why is that? It's the Allen Iverson from the street, so of course he's from the street. He got rich. He brought his guys with him from the hood, and they brought him to the big mansions. They partied every night. He bought them all the jewelry, this, that, and third. And Kobe Bryant, I mean, he's like a – right, the guy has no entourage. It's just really him and his And it's fair. He's a very small circle. And, and, and never will hear no bloodsuckers around him, basically. And the guy got rich, and the guy based, um, and he had to blow his money on, on on people who wasn't worthy of it. That's basically what happened out loud. Or what happened uh, with Adrian Broner and Mike Tyson. Because, like, when Tyson hit rock bottom, all those guys that were around him, he disappeared. It just is what it is. So, like, you got to keep a tight circle at times. You know? A lot of guys out there just leaking. As soon as you go broke, hey, they're gone. Same shit with DMX. You know, I'm actually living young because in DMX, I was on the streets. And he got put on, and then he had old guys around him. Like, who are these guys? I don't see these guys in I live in Highlands. He got a little school street. It was like a, um, about a 10-minute walk. I ain't never seen these guys. 
as soon as you hit rock bottom to rehab and shit, you don't see none of those guys anymore in front of them. None of them. Hey. And they were all bloodsuckers. They were all bloodsuckers. Yeah, let's hope. Hey, let's hope somebody did did uh did a Broner like Allen Iverson. I, I remember looking at that. Remember, Allen Iverson got a whole bunch of money, right? And he spent it all. But yeah, he had those people. Yeah, yeah, but he had a Reebok contract that they saved for him, right? So as of now, oh, he yeah. receives a million dollars a year. And then when he turns thirty five when he turns fifty five, he'll get thirty two million dollars. So this guy still he's still looking good and let's hope somebody does that. That's that's what somebody needs to be doing for Broner. Hopefully he has somebody that sets something up like that, but he ain't making he ain't making that much money. Uh that's yeah. If he could just get that's a whole bunch of money well, that Alan Iverson like, made. So. Iverson was like Say that again? Iverson was a likable guy. I mean, nobody's giving Agent Broner these kind of endorsements. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, because I think that oh, was right, all just the Reebok. Oh, he has a lifetime contract with Reebok. That's what it is. Okay. That's why he's getting paid like that. So he's one of those special guys. Okay. I, I was just reading that up. Yeah, Iverson they they give him a certain need amount. To do. Of, they, give, they give him a certain amount of millions a year. You know what I mean? That way... One I mean, million, I, yeah. you know, certain amount of money. That's a that's cool by Reebok because you know if they gave him all the money out front back then, who knows? You know, he might be, you know, one of them thirty for thirty cases that I was just talking about. Yeah, no, yeah, he was, but he still is a thirty because he had one hundred and fifty-five million, so he blew a whole bunch of money. Yeah, he blew a lot of money. Yeah, he blew. He spent money on entourage too. All those guys he grew up with, he spent money on them, buying them jewelry, buying them cars. Hey, you know what I mean? Real nigga in the streets, all right? That's what we like to call a real nigga in the streets, man. But, hey, nah, we are. So, at the end of the day, man, it's like that money's gone, they're going to disappear. It is what it is, man. Some of them is not even worthy of you yeah. spending all that money on like that. If you give them jobs, give them jobs, yeah. yeah. I let them work for it. You can't understand money for people like that, you know what I'm saying? Well, Janelle, I'm I'm sure you have the same. I'm sure you have similar like uh, a similar outlook of who you keep around in your circle because you know it happens. It just happens, you know, and you don't want to ever. Hey, hey, I pay uh, my price. Honestly, honestly, I pay my price. Um, I went to prison three years. I ain't see only one person pay me a visit every time. Only one person. So, so same fate, man. And I learned my lesson from that shit. I learned my lesson, man. After I went down, a lot of them do and that's the whole, oh, what's up, man? What's up? What's up? I'm like, hey, fuck away from me. I do my own thing. You know what I mean? I pay my price. I seen it happen firsthand. I was one of them idiots. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. That shit just happens. You know, people, uh, you know, I, you never want to uh, be that guy that leaves your homies or nothing like that. But you know who the real ones are. And like you said, when you were when you were doing your bid, where was everybody at then, you know? So, you know what's up, and that, that's good. And, you know, I'm sure Broner had to go through some similar, similar situations, especially the, the stuff he's been facing throughout his career. That's life, man. Yo. Yo, fellas. Fellas, good, you know that? All right, so, yeah. yeah. With, uh, who uh, who uh, looks like all us, okay, it looks like all of us are down to go to this fight except Willow. 
willing to give his answer yet. Are you ain't sure yet. Exactly that. What fight? What fight are you talking about? What fight are you talking about? Goddamn fight, man! Fight. fight of the year. Fight of the year since What's we can't that? get Joshua. Um, uh, huh? Oh, I'm talking about Triple G, G, man. Triple G Canelo, yeah. Oh yeah, I don't know about that. We'll see. I haven't. Uh, Come on, yeah, man. I probably ain't, uh, we'll see about that, man. It's in September. We still, I still got a long time to to wait. We'll see. That's what I'm saying. I. Well, we, hey, well, we, hey, we could drop about, we could drop about three, three, three to five grand on the tickets, Janelle, me and you. Fuck oh it. yeah, I'm down, yeah. man. No, yeah, that's y'all too. Now, I'm, you know, I'm never now, doing you know that. Them tickets gonna be crazier. Them tickets gonna be crazier than the first fight. First, the first fight was five grand, like seven grand for front row. I ain't trying to go that deep, Janelle. I drop, I drop, I drop it, I drop a thousand and fifteen. That's as far as they going, man. Fuck that, man. And I'll probably still be nosebleed. Damn. Well, I ain't dropping nothing close to that, so y'all got my answer. Huh? If it's costing that much. I said, if it's costing that <laughs> much, y'all got my answer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nah, definitely. Hey. For, for me, for me, it'll only be a sixty-dollar gas tank. I'm gonna drive there and back, <laughs> so I'll be, I, I'll be there. But I'm not, I'm not saying I'm gonna be at the fight, hey. but I will be in Las Vegas. You know what I mean? Just to, oh, just to be in the scenery. Just to be in the scenery of it all and see uh, you know, some of my homegirls that are personal contractors out there. And, uh, yeah, you know, I, I'll, I'll be there. I say I'm going to spend that much, man. If if it's outrageous like that and I ain't nowhere near the floor and it's a thousand dollars, no, I'd probably be right there with you, R.C. Fuck that. If I spend, yep. yeah. Be with huh? 3000 you came in talking about me and Janelle need to spend about three thousand to all the way to the end. Oh, I got it. Hey, hey, I'm like you when it come to when it comes to certain stuff, Will. I'm like you. I'm a cheap motherfucker, man. And uh, just the thought of spending that kind of money <laughs> and, 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 and 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 hey, to spend that kind of money in triple G probably could knock that fuck out in four rounds. Y'all know that, right? Hey, that fucker. <laughs> <I'm sick, boy. laughs> he can show he can show he can show he can show that shit. Uh, you can let us nuts hang on this fight right here. I like you cost me. Hey, if a motherfucker took, uh, hey, yeah. let me ask y'all, let me ask y'all, let me ask y'all one thing. If a motherfucker took, I'm pretty almost sure ain't none of us got twenty million dollars coming to us or never made that kind of money. But if a motherfucker took that kind of money from you, took it. That's basically what Canelo did. Took that shit from that man's pocket. How would that make y'all feel? Okay. <laughs> Hey, we go. Uh, yeah, I don't know how it make me feel, but he getting his money anyway, so it ain't no, ain't no big deal. I don't. Canelo's gonna watch him. Hey man, we got our boy JP on. He was way at the uh, bottom. I didn't see him down there, man. Hey JP, man, my fault, dog. I didn't, uh, I didn't see you at, down there, bro. Uh, what's popping, man? Oh, nothing much, fellas. Just enjoying the show, man. Y'all been doing me dirty. Y'all done did me like that the last show. And hell no, nah, no, nah, that's not. Hey, the last show, RC. Hey, the last show, that's RC. Last show. This is my show this time. I didn't see you down there. I thought you called and then you you called back, right? No, nah, I've been in there, but it's all good, man. Uh, I'm enjoying, like enjoying listening to y'all, though. 
<laughs> you got it, man. What welcome. you got? Yo, JP, welcome, my man. Welcome to the show, my man. I'm sorry, Willard ain't see you or nothing like that. And just so you know, ahead of schedule, I'll be back in L.A. for uh, Easter Garcia, if that's okay with you. <laughs> checking in. I appreciate you checking in with me. It's all good. You got your clearance now. <laughs> I won't have no yeah. problem mess with you. It's going up. It's yeah, going yeah, down. Man. It's going down. <laughs> Oh, man, it's all good, man. I, I like that y'all do this midweek thing, man. Get your, um, you know, get your feel for some boxing midweek while we having a downtime since the weekend. But <clears throat> uh, you guys going to that Easter fight, huh? I might be out there myself. Uh, I'll talk about some AB a bit, man. Now, look, I'm going to put it in perspective. Now, I, I'm like y'all. I work at a homeless facility, so I do – Understand and respect mental illness. <laughs> however, uh, oh, okay. However, I, hey, my fault. You didn't let me. Uh, <laughs> my fault. I didn't let you finish. He's like, I'm like y'all. I work at a homeless facility. I was like, no, no, that you're doing something that I'm not doing. But my oh, fault. Yeah, thing so, you said you respect it. Yeah, my man. Yeah, I, I, I'm involved with a, a few homeless organizations, but no, that's pretty. So that's that's it. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, it's a rising epidemic here in Los Angeles, big time. But that's it, that's it, that's it. Um, Look here, man. For some people, in possibly Adrian Broner, could this be a cop-out? Are we letting him have have the easy way out to let it be mental illness, be the reason for all this shit? Or is he just a fucking dipshit? I don't know. I'm not sure, you know what I mean, because I've seen a lot of dipshit characteristic, you know what I mean? I don't know if it's bipolar. I've seen a lot of dipshit from the time he came on the scene until now. It's been kind of the same consistent shit. Now you have these talks of death and this stuff here. I I don't know, man, you know, and and if it is mental illness, I, I fully digress, but, um, I don't know. I, I, I tend to believe they're they're in negotiation behind the scenes, and they're telling AB, "Look here, man. Uh, this is the type of money you're going to start to get from now on. You know, um, here's 500k. All this two and 1.5 and three, whatever they're giving them, they got to stop because we can't match you up against nobody you can actually beat that can bring that revenue." It was a, uh, almost, you know, somewhat of a favor that, you know, you got the, the draw with Jesse Vargas. <clears throat> so who do we get you money with? You can't be Sean Porter. Who do we get you money with? So, and I don't think he likes that. That's the thing he don't like. And like a baby, like a dipshit, like an irresponsible, irrational person, you lash out. Um, possibly something to do with his girl also, man. You know, these cats be wanting to kill themselves behind a woman from time to time. So you, you never know, man. I, I just don't want to give them the easy way out and let it be mental illness. But if it is, I fully digress. Um, I think that Terrence Crawford fight, you know, I, I'm for the first time ever, I think for the first time ever, even with fans, we're saying marination. You know, that's something you never hear fans say. But like uh, I think D was saying, and I'm in total agreement, is that this fight needs to marinate. You got to let this shit cook for a while. You know, and I I don't think I've yeah. ever said that. But in this instance, 
this fight has to. And I think Bob Arum said it best when he said, look here, man, <clears throat> for this fight to happen, these fighters have to be compensated at a, you know, at a certain level. And for that to happen, the promotional companies cannot pay them what they deserve. So it has to be a pay-per-view fight. For it to be pay-per-view, you have to gain some cachet, some status. You know what I mean? And they got yep. a lot of burn yep. right now. They're doing they're doing a breakfast club. They're getting plenty burn. So, you know, it, it's all the way up, man. And in that, you know, a year and a year and a half, two years' time, it'll be there. And I'm I'm surprised myself to say, let that shit cook. Yeah, but that sucks for Crawford. Oh, yeah, and that, that's the beauty of it now. That's also the beauty. We leave that motherfucker on the island. You know what I mean? Bleed his ass dry, and we gain all the leverage. Crawford, no matter what your status is, motherfucker, you taking 60-40 by this time. You know what I mean? Because Errol can buy, in this time can have beaten Porter or Garcia, possibly in that time, and definitely elevated his status in the P4P rankings. You know, if, if, if within the next year and a half, Errol Spence goes on and beats Porter and like a Garcia or possibly even a Thurman, we likely see Spence possibly, you know, top three. Whereas Terrence over there on that island with nobody to fight, how does he go up in the rankings? Rankings equal leverage. So that's what the negotiations, the negotiations will get messy. Yeah, Crawford doesn't need to go up. He's the best fighter in, in the game right now. So, but I do understand what you're saying. If I, I think if if uh, Spence beats uh, Porter, uh, Garcia, and Thurman, he might be he might have a pool for pound for pound best in the game right now. Especially if Crawford's fighting, you know, Bone yeah, he might fight yeah. uh, Chris Algieri. Khan, who? Algieri. He might fight the the sacrificial sheep with Chris Algieri. Who knows? Yeah, he might be done cooking up for. He might be done cooking up for Danny Jacobs. But no, I agree. Oh, hold on. It's something that needs to marinate for sure, and uh, it, it, we never want to use that, but. Crawford definitely needs to get acclimated at 147 before he rushes himself into a fight with a guy like Earl Spence right now who's been at this weight and been sparring with bigger guys and able to take bigger shots. And, you know, this is a different level from, you know, Yoyakis Gamboa and uh, Victor Postal and stuff like that. So um, I'm, I'm with the marinating idea of this all, even though that sounds like something we should never be a part of as boxing fans, hardcore boxing fans, because no one wants to marinate. We want to see a fight right now. But if we can get the the best fight from both guys, yeah, it definitely needs to marinate. I'm with you on that, JP. Yeah, I agree. And at the same time, it just, you know, makes all the guys on the HBO side of the fence desperate. <clears throat> you know, they got Crawford fighting on this app and shit. <clears throat> and, and I heard some commentary. I think it was Max Kellerman who, uh, who was axing him, so – are you comfortable being kind of the, the test the test rabbit for this app shit, you know? And I've, I've wondered about it, like, you know, yeah, why, why is that? I don't see how that garners viewership, putting him on that small, of, you know, stage. I, I don't see how that helps it. But, you know, whatever. I, I, I figure ESPN covers it to some degree as far as highlights, but 
it's not on the main channel, man, and I don't see how that helps Terrence Crawford, you know, as far as uh, gaining cachet going forward. But I'm sure Top Rank has some kind of plan. Um, another thing is, it's like for HBO, they got so much money invested basically in two guys, Lomachenko and Crawford. So they can't lose. Like people talking about uh, Lomachenko Garcia, man, that shit ain't going to happen. It ain't because uh, Garcia wouldn't want it. HBO cannot risk that, you know, because that emergence with um, ESPN were basically what, what we signed up for is Crawford and Lomachenko. We can't, those guys can't lose. And Lomachenko definitely can't be getting beat by knockout or no shit like that, and neither can Crawford. So I think uh, for ESPN and HBO and that whole alliance, this might work in their favor. Oddly enough, right, being that Crawford really don't have no stiff competition and the guys over at Showtime have a lot. But they may want that for a while because they got to keep this that thing over there solid. It ain't like Crawford can come out his next fight get knocked out, and then Lomachenko go fight Garcia and get knocked out. That would be disaster for all parties involved. So I think they may be just fine with the position Crawford's in. No, hey, I I feel you. That makes sense. We'll see. We'll see how this all turns out, man. Um, We're going a little over, man, so to make sure we don't cut off, uh, want to get RC, man, anything you want to talk about, anything that we missed before we get out of here? Uh, nothing much, man. Uh, just kind of waiting on this whole Eddie Hearn deal to come through where they're talking about the money ain't real, then it's real, then they need an eight-week oh, yeah. camp. Well, obviously, they need a six-week camp. It's like, uh, you know, it's all that fun. Yeah, we didn't discuss so, uh, that again. That that one, that one missed another show, but I, maybe we'll, we'll probably be talking about it on uh, – on Sunday show uh, at, because it's uh, not too much going on this weekend as far as big fights. But I guess there is fights on TV, so we'll be able to watch boxing at least. Yeah, yeah, we'll cover it up, man. We'll get all the folks out here on Sunday and, and, and discuss all this. Hopefully we'll have a contract by then, but I highly doubt it because of all this foolery going on with Eddie Hearns and, and uh, AJ. Um, I don't know, man. It, I don't know if they're trying to – trick themselves that they're playing chess and we playing checkers or whatever, whatever. So we'll figure it out, see how this whole thing goes. But um now nah, man, uh, uh damn good damn good show though. I'm glad we all got to talk about this with Janelle D, J P and Smoke and um yeah, good shit today. Um so yeah, I'm about to kick it out the crib right now, relax and, and uh enjoy the rest of my day. So can't wait to talk to you on uh Sunday, my man. Regularly scheduled. Yes, sir. So we'll see y'all at uh, 2 o'clock Central, 12 o'clock Pacific. We'll have the regular show. So appreciate everybody, like RC said. Appreciate everybody calling in. And uh, we'll catch y'all next week. Outsiders Boxing Podcast Midweek. We out. <laughs>